Good morning, kind folks. It's your KVMR morning news update for Friday, November 18th. I'm Steve Baker. It's the apparent end of fire season, and they say it's the biggest dam removal project in history. More on those in a moment. We'll start off with regional weather. Nevada City, Grass Valley, today sunny with a high near 59. Tonight, low 34. Saturday and Sunday, 58 and mostly sunny. Sacramento today, sunny, high 68. Tonight, low 37. Saturday and Sunday, areas of frost before 8 a.m., otherwise 61 and sunny. Truckee Tahoe today, sunny, high near 35. Tonight, low 4. Sunday, 46 and mostly sunny. Placerville today, sunny and 62. Angels Camp today, high 61 and sunny. Well, thanks to well-timed rain and cooler temperatures, one of the slowest wildfire seasons in years has come to an end in the West, according to the Wall Street Journal. Officials say that means firefighters are getting a chance to focus on prevention efforts like thinning forests that could reduce damage from wildfires in the future. November rains doused fire season in California, where more than 362,000 acres burned this year through Monday. Compare that with last year's 2.6 million acres and the five-year average of 2.2 million acres. Maybe it was those quick jumps on fire starts in our area and elsewhere that may have been crucial. What's the opposite of damn it? Well, the opposite may be happening real soon. The biggest dam removal project in history could be close to reality since the federal government has cleared a key hurdle that would allow demolition to begin on four hydroelectric dams along the California-Oregon border, according to the Sacramento Bee. The Thursday decision by the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission lets the utility company Pacific Corp give the dam's license to a nonprofit organization backed by California and Oregon. Incidentally, Pacific Corp is controlled by money mogul Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway operation. Demolition on the Klamath River dams, three in California, one in Oregon, could start as early as just a few months from now. This is considered a major victory for some of California's largest Native American tribes including the Karuk, Hoopa Valley, and Yurok. They've been fighting for years to have the dams removed to open up more than 100 miles of river. Hundreds of fast food workers in Sacramento and across the state walked off their jobs Tuesday to demand that giants like McDonald's and In-N-Out Burger drop their campaign to repeal a new law creating a government-run labor council for the industry. The Sacramento Bee is reporting the council would have the power to set pay and working conditions for hundreds of thousands of employees, giving them greater power in a low-wage sector of the economy. The council would be a first for America's fast food industry, and its decisions would apply to any chain with at least 100 locations nationwide. Governor Newsom signing AB 257, the Fast Recovery Act, on Labor Day. And one day later, the industry launched a referendum to overturn it. Save Local Restaurants, a coalition of fast food corporations and their franchises, say the law would lead to higher prices and encroach on their right to operate businesses independently. In fact, the coalition says it's close to collecting 623,000 valid signatures to put the measure repealing AB 257 on the 2024 ballot by the December 4th deadline. Should the proposed repeal qualify for the ballot, it could pause enforcement of the legislation, which takes effect January 1st for nearly two years until voters decide. Now AB 257 requires workers to gather at least 10,000 signatures from fast food employees across the state to show grassroots support for the council. They've turned in nearly 17,500.
and the University of California Board of Regents have put off a decision whether they would approve UCLA's move from the Pac-12 Athletic Conference to the Big Ten Conference. They postponed the final decision on the matter until a December 14th meeting. And what's it like to be a student in the 2020s? That will be the topic of a roundtable discussion at the Saturday meeting of the Nevada County Branch of the American Association of University Women. Local high school and college students will share their experiences on several topics, including the effect of the pandemic shutdown on them and their families. The meeting will take place at Peace Lutheran Church in Grass Valley from 9.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. Saturday tomorrow. And in the rest of the California news... Malia Cohen, a Democrat, became the first black leader elected as California controller, according to the Associated Press, and with the win of Representative Mike Garcia in the North Los Angeles County, Republicans were able to secure a slim majority in the U.S. House of Representatives. And Elon Musk, Twitter's new owner, gave the company's employees a deadline to decide if they wanted to keep working for him. A driver plowed a car into a large group of Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department cadets as they were on a training run, injuring 22, five of them critically. And in Golden Globes news, Brendan Fraser, whose performance in The Whale has made him a likely awards candidate this year, says he wouldn't attend the Golden Globes in January if he's nominated, the Associated Press reports. And in the drought-parched Central Valley, thousands are relying on trucked and bottled water as they wait for new wells, the Washington Post is reporting. And Stanford, the university plans to purchase and renovate the property of a nearby college that has scaled down its program significantly amid financial difficulties, the San Francisco Chronicle is reporting. Meanwhile, members of the San Francisco Board of Supervisors used a public hearing to bash state housing officials for what they said were unrealistic expectations on housing production. That also from the Chronicle. And San Francisco activist Peter Cabell, the co-founder of the Noe Valley Farmer's Market and a longtime civic fixture, has died at 75, says the San Francisco Chronicle. Birthdays today include actress Linda Evans. You may remember her from TV's Dynasty. She's now 80. Singer Graham Parker is 72. Keyboardist Alberto Boff is 45. He's with Lucas Nelson and The Promise of the Real. And Saturday birthdays tomorrow include talk show host Dick Cavett at 86, media mogul Ted Turner, 84, and fashion designer Calvin Klein turns 80. Thanks to KVMR news anchor Joyce Miller for her help with this newscast. And now let's take you back to your Friday morning show and your host, the legendary teenager herself, Jerry Ann Van Dyke. <laughs> 